This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Chaz Smith, it is the grid for June 1st, 2023. I mean, what a day, David Lee Scales. What a week. What a week in surfing. The most boring contest has yielded the most juicy stories. The athletes are now out for Eric Logan. I mean, what did I say just last week? I do believe it was just last week that I said surf fans, might have been the week before, but enjoy all of this now this is all going to end sooner than we know right there dirk sif is going to get or slash natasha is going to get bored and or the plug is going to get pulled but this is peak surf entertainment and unlike succession the world surf league delivered its best episode yet uh a listener chimed in to say this is our scandal <laughs> yeah <laughs> i saw that they're like it, they're like the most kind of stupid trashy version of television and again the most stupid trashy version of surfing will create the most uh interesting fodder you know the juiciest gossip essentially and and i felt like surf media i mean beach grit really let's just be honest but uh but surf media was here for it yeah uh and then i feel that beach grit has done a really good job leading uh in this kind of content Uh, But I feel Stab and, you know, whatever, Zombie Surfer, everybody kind of piled on. uh, And, you know, people started... Can you hear that damn helicopter? No. Okay. Uh, Yeah, like, as they do, the Surfers and Stabs, like, really pull punches quick and all that. But there was, like, enough heat on this one that it went mainstream. Like, there was mainstream media stories about the discontent in the world surf league etc so it yeah the wall of positive noise breached breached to the point that ceo eric logan had to come and make a statement yeah i mean when, when gabriel medina has 11 million followers on instagram that makes a splash beyond the little surf world um but what else is interesting is well in regard to commenting or not commenting on it, somebody sent us an email just an hour ago to say that they listened to this morning's episode of the lineup podcast with Dave Prodan, Dave yeah. Prodan and Mitch Salazar discussing the surf ranch pro. They did not even acknowledge the controversy that happened after the event. I mean, it's amazing. In- it's incredible. A, the, the, the head in the sand and the, the, the sort of will to ignorance that exists amongst and in the world surf league like you and i both know dave prodan i think dave prodan is a fine guy right uh i think they're the will to ignorance though the will to like blissful ignorance is why the whole thing is failing there's an easy way we don't have to get into it now i suppose this is getting into this show real hot but there's an easy way was an easy way is an easy way for the world surf league to take this controversy and use it 
100% for the good of pro surfing in general, right? Not just for their own good, not a, not even in a, any news is good news kind of, or any all publicity is good publicity kind of way, but in a way that you've got people actually engaged now in a broader sphere going into El Salvador. So what are you going to do there, right? And there's a bunch of different ways they could do it. There's the way that you have discussed before, really lean into the blood, right? Like, like UFC, lean into the, this, okay, this is now what we are. You know, it's Brazil versus the world. Come, you know, watch this melee. But there's a bunch of other different ways too to lean into it, to make it, okay, you know, more interesting to the people who are now, tangentially maybe for the first time engaged with the storyline where you could actually serve them okay just exactly like i got served the scandal right. so many times that i started writing about the scandal there's a way for them to keep this up instead eric logan issues a whoever their crisis management team should have got fired straight after that thing uh and embar- and a like thoroughly embarrassing letter Especially, I mean, there's just so many good storylines here. It's we'll just get to the letter. crazy. We'll get to the letter in a second. Okay. okay. We'll go one step at a time. But I will say that um, the other thing that I guess Prodan talked about on the podcast was, first of all, he advertised the podcast as he and Mitch Salazar discuss how amazing Caitlin Simmer surfing is. So that's mm. the main kind of uh, thing that they're promoting. And Mitch Salazar, was he not one of the voices at Surfing? Yeah. Yeah. So he was, so the, both of, I mean... So Debbie Sullivan, Dave is the chief marketing officer of the World Surf League. Mitch was there talking about Katie Simmers, all fine and good. Well, but well, my, they were both there for the moment. Yeah, my point is the little bit that I watched of the event itself, I actually noticed Caitlin Simmers too. And I thought her surfing was remarkable. Like that was going to be in my notes of things to discuss this week. But here's where they are failing is, or what they're not acknowledging, I guess, that... Um, like you said, kind of willfully ignoring, is that despite the incredible surfing, their failures trump it. So what ends up becoming a storyline, by the way, the most boring event of the season and the most boring event in years, to be perfectly honest, up until the final controversy, I had almost nothing to discuss about the event. Caitlin Simmers, a little bit, I was going to make it a point to discuss that, but that was really it. All of that, gets brushed aside entirely by their incredible incompetence and failures and the controversy that falls out. So it's nice of them to try to redirect the conversation, but it's a willful ignorance because they're failing so much harder that it's doing the sur- it's doing a disservice to their athletes, to their incredible athletes. I mean, I think part of the problem is there's a there's a myriad or there is myriad a myriad of problems. No, there are myriad problems. Uh, one of which is, I think they, the World Surf League, the, the executives left, the chiefs left, uh, think each one of these failures is a like singular blip that will get recorrected by itself. And so they don't need to address it, right? There's no need to, this is not who we are. This was, you know, out of character or out of line for our brand. And so we just want to address it and, you know, it goes away. We'll go back to baseline. What none of them understand is the baseline is incompetence and this kind of stuff all the time. Like 
more than any other sports league in existence right now that I can think of, uh, and maybe more than any in history. Like totally. an utterly incompetent governing body, incompetent to the point of like pure comedy, which again is what I said last week, I think, of enjoy like this kind of parody of any kind of leadership it doesn't when it reaches this level of ridiculousness this doesn't come around all the time it's difficult it, to be this goofy it well there's From, such a lack there's such a lack of self-awareness so like i stated last week they've created the wwe right we wanted ufc or greco-roman wrestling or whatever and they created the wwe almost without knowing it and so yeah. the matches are fixed they're doing these crazy pomp and circumstance to kind of lead up to ultimately uh, the, the match. Gabriel Medina goes in there ready to do battle and he doesn't realize that the fix is in and there's a script with a bunch of crazy song and dance. So he comes out of the event and goes, hey, we were training for a bloodbath and a heavyweight slugging match. And instead they just put on the clown music and did a song and dance I wish I would have known. Well, Eric yeah. Logan has so little self-awareness that he goes, how dare you say that we're creating the WWE? We are invested in Greco-Roman wrestling. Our heart is in Greco-Roman wrestling. If you speak up and say that this is the WWE, you will get fined and silenced. That's what's happening yeah. right now. And it's like, Eric, you're the only one who doesn't know that you created the WWE. You misunderstand Greco-Roman wrestling so badly that you think the WWE is equivalent to? I mean, the amount of goof, the amount of just, which I I think that it must have happened after our last week's chat, right? Where Eric Logan donned Felipe's naked breast. This lands in the barrel or NOS section, but go ahead and cover it now if you feel a need to. We cannot let this die. Uh, no. Ever. Ever. Like, this is going to be my only Instagram post for the rest of my life. I already got busted by Instagram because I've only, I've, I think I'm on number five now where I'll post that as my first slide and then something else. So take your shirt off. Take your shirt off. Uh, this is how this all started, yeah. right? Like, putting this, the beef in context, I think is also important because it is front-loaded with incompetence and then back-loaded with incompetence, right? Yeah. So. Surf Ranch starts for those, everybody must have seen this by now, but in case you haven't, uh, before, day before I think Surf Ranch kicked off, uh, Eric Logan thought it was a good idea. This is, remember, a, what, 50-something-year-old, maybe 60, 50, probably upper 50s. Oh, I meant to look 50s. up his age today, too, because it factors heavily into Barrow or not. Yeah, <laughs> something-year-old man, 50-something-year-old man, I'm going to say, uh, who is the chief executive officer of the World Surf League. Now, as laughable as all of that maybe, he's the boss, uh, decided as boss, it would be a good idea to get Felipe Toledo, one of his employees, ostensibly, one of the surfers on tour, to get his chest superimposed on a t-shirt because he thought his chest tattoo was unique and interesting, right? Yep. So all of this is like, okay. So Eric thought that was a good idea, got Philippe's chest on a t-shirt, on his own personal Instagram then, which again, I don't know why he has one or why he feels the need to use it, but thought it'd be a good idea to, to camera, you know, Hey, I got this. Philippe has a real interesting chest tattoo. Insane here, chest tattoo. Here, 
insane chest tattoo. Look at it, right? Let's go. I got a shirt. Let's go over and, and see what his reaction is. Uh, so Eric then walks over to Philippe, who's giving an interview, and like, hey, misses a hug. Like, I've watched it so many times now. The missed hug is epic. Eric goes into hug and fully misses a hug. Uh, Philippe laughs, of course. Eric tells him to take his shirt off. So then they're standing there side by side for a minute of Philippe lifting his shirt and exposing his tattoo to Eric standing there like a goofball in the t-shirt. I mean, this thing is, we could have done an entire 90 minute show on this moment alone. Can I play? If it hadn't been for. Can I play a music? Aftermath. Can I play a music bed while we discuss it? Yes, please. Okay. Just enjoy and. Let me know once you recognize it. Oh, (laughs) this is one of the greatest scenes of any movie ever right here. And a great song, too. I mean, it's an epic, epic, epic song. It's really funny. What what Uh, where do you recognize it from? From, of course, from Silence of the Lambs, when Buffalo Bill is getting made up in the, I mean, getting ready to get made up in the skin of a victim <laughs> and dancing around putting makeup on, yeah. And telling her to put the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again because he's going again. to skin the victim and wear their clothing. He's going to tailor I mean, a suit out of human clothing and wear it, which is exactly which what is Eric ex- Logan did. Not just I mean, Felipe precisely. Toledo's chest tattoo, the nipples also. The nipples Everything. are on the shirt. I mean, it is so shockingly, I love this song so much. It's funny, when Day-Day uh, Lickness, Dayton Lickness and I were working on, he was the editor for Who Is J.O.B., the film. And uh, when we were working on it, we would put this song on super loud and just dance around like Buffalo Bill. Well, like 4 a.m. That was a wild movie to make. I should someday we should talk about that. Oh, definitely. That was like an insane movie making process. Eric Buffalo Bill Logan is now his new name for sure. For sure. And so this what this is what front loaded this whole thing though, right? And so with Philippe too, with one of the three champions, former champions, and the current world champion who had beef with the judging. This is how it started. So again, too many storylines here, but. For Eric to be goofball Eric, goofball funny uncle who's like, uh-oh, like, you know, like, what is Philippe going to do there, right? In that situation when the phones are out and whatnot, that's his boss yeah. telling him to take his take your shirt off uh, in a goofy, goofy, goofy-ass prank. Uh, you got to say, oh, play along, right? Yeah. And then, but all of this. Again, coupled directly, I, you cannot uncouple these two events. It's Eric Buffalo Bill Logan making a, yeah, again, somebody on Beachcraft, of course, and of course the reference is exactly right. It's David Brandt from the British office, right? This is exactly something that Ricky Gervais's boss would have done, right? Yeah. Eric did it uh, like he thought it was funny, like in the show, Ricky Gervais, his character thought everything he was doing was funny. It is misses on so many levels and is so not funny. And so, I mean, the word cringe is of course way overused these days. And it's unfortunate because 
the word cringe should be only reserved for moments like this moments that you watch and just cringe like it was cringeworthy at every level Uh, did you catch felipe's most recent post that was a direct response to eric logan doing that with the t-shirt no so Felipe Toledo yesterday, so we will get back. I wanted to already, but we'll come back to it. Um, set I, mean, the, I mean, that's a, that's a problem with this show. I know, it really is. But we will come From, back to set yeah. the stage with what the controversy was and then yes. kind of uh, what happened, the fallout ever since. But because, by the way, you believe it or not, a lot of our listeners no longer have Instagram. I've gotten that note from people where they're like, man, okay. I deleted Instagram a year ago. And so now sure, I get my news great. from you. So. As you should, as you should. We do need to set the table still for what happened exactly. But I will say that, Philippe, uh, like you said, bookend the beginning of the event, Eric Logan doing the t-shirt, quote, prank, which, by the way, he states twice to Felipe, take off your shirt. Take off your shirt. So take off your shirt. So imagine in any other work environment, a CEO saying that to an employee, take off your shirt, right? Full cancelable. Anyways... That was the bookend at the beginning of the event. Well, all the, the event happens, then the controversy happens. Felipe even states his opinion on the controversy. Then he posts a subsequent post yesterday, which is him with his shirt off showcasing that entire tattoo. And the, the caption reads, God doesn't create copies, only originals. You are original. Don't compare yourself to anything you see here on the internet. Nobody is perfect. Do it for yourself, for those who are with you. Choose your dream. Trust in the process and be real. Be humble. Have respect and focus. March in progress. Let's go. Ow, I feel like that's a direct Logan. That's a direct, a direct shot. A direct clap back to, hey, bro, you were putting this on the internet as if we're friends. Then we made a statement against you yesterday, and then you made an open letter statement against us, vilifying us for putting our our kind of thoughts out there. I now need to make a subsequent post showing that we're not friends. Three days ago, you made me look like we were friends, and I had to just go with it because you're the boss. Now I have a reason to let people know we're not not copies. I'm an original. Don't try to be like me. Don't try to be buddy-buddy with me. I mean, here's the problem again with that. Like there was so many misses in that Eric Logan moment. It was such a David Brent old, like middle-aged man moment of like, as much as I, I am no, uh, Philippe Toledo advocate. Am I? No. Would you consider me a champion for Philippe Toledo here? No. Yes. But Philippe Toledo and his chest tattoo Whatever that is, whatever that means to him is something, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you can joke and prod, or I can joke and prod as media about it uh, in ways that I want, right? Like, that's not, I'm not putting him on the spot for anything. No. That's, you got a big old chest tattoo. Uh, I can do what I want with it. But but if I was like trying to bro down with Philippe in a, like, it, there's just so many misses there because I don't know what that means. If I was... Like, if I was trying to do something friendly with Philippe, I don't know what that tattoo means to him. Maybe it has a deep, deep, deep meaning. Yeah. And so to clown it as he's got this crazy, or what does he say? Insane. The direct quote. Insane. He's got this insane. And Do you want to hear that? You know, I'm going to... Do you want me to play the clip? Yes, please. I've got it. Hold on. It's so good. Philippe Toledo has got the most insane chest tattoo. So I just had this shirt made. 
he's over doing an interview right now. So now I'm gonna walk over, gonna record him seeing this for the first time. So check it out. Go on, look at this guy, look at this guy. Take your shirt off. <laughs> Oh, you're looking fit. <laughs> I, think you're, yeah. I will present the trophy in the shirt. I love it. Okay. Thanks for motivation. All right. I'll see you up there then. <laughs> so is he didn't, by the way, he lied. He did not present the trophy in that shirt either. Well, because Felipe didn't win. But yeah, sure. But he. I think that's I what mean, he was saying like, is if you win, I'll present it. But also, isn't it's getting hot in here? So take off all your clothes. The song that's playing on his Instagram. I mean, it is like, it's there's so many, I mean, he a is a violation is, of any HR law in any country. He, he is David Brent. He is the clue utterly, 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 utterly clueless. And for any listener who has not watched the office version or the British version of the office, uh, Steve Carell's American version is like awkward, but lovable. He has a good heart. Uh, Ricky Gervais's is Eric Logan. Has, like, does not necessarily mean well is, or mean ill, is just utterly clueless. Yeah. That's what Eric Logan is utterly, utterly clueless. Well, that that whole post is just an ill-conceived concept. It's like, why would you think it's funny in any way? And then number two, it is an HR violation. Number three what in the world motivates you to film it and to post it on your own Instagram? And I think that answers it all is his only motivation was to film something that he thought was zany and post it on Instagram for his followers, because it's not a business decision. It's not going to endear him to Felipe Toledo in any way. It's in I mean, fact, that's thing. it's going to jeopardize you guys, your relationship with Felipe Toledo. If anything, you're just trying to clout on Instagram to your fans and be like, hey, look, we're buddy, buddy. That's all that it is. The real problem though is then you force like Dickie Toledo, Philippe's dad got in there like, oh, this is so funny, right? Like you force people in the moment, I think, to say like social media is rough for this, right? Because you do something that's awkward and and like gag inducing. And then, of course, everybody, Philippe has to act good and everybody comes in immediately, Dick, like, oh, so funny, da 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 da, da right? Yeah. Like, Ricardo Toledo, sorry for calling him Dickie Toledo. It's all right. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, you know, so you force these people in a moment, like it goes live, they comment, but then maybe later on in the afternoon or later in the day, they think, you know, that didn't really make me feel good. Like that was a weird, weird exchange. And again, it wasn't like if Eric Logan say was the, what, if he was like an employee at surf ranch and did that, like pulled a stunt, right? If that was Joe Turpel doing that, one of the announcers, right? Then I would say that is silly and embarrassing for you, Joe, but that's no, it goes, it doesn't go beyond that. It's just like, you're, you know, whatever you pulled a, ill thought prank on Philippe or, or a prank that doesn't look very good, but for the CEO. And then again, that's the front. The back end is Brazil raging at Eric Logan and the world surf league. And do we want to get into that now? Why? Yeah, we do. That's a perfect segue. Thank you to bring us back. Um, so basically in the most boring surf event in the world, 
in which I did not watch. Like I was not even compelled to watch in any way, but occasionally throughout the two days I would pull up Instagram and WSL would be replaying a nine point ride from, you know, that day. Of course I'm going to watch a nine point ride. I didn't even need to get 15 seconds into it. I would just scroll past because it's so repetitive, so boring, all that. Right. So at the end of the event, it ends up fully um, Italo Ferreira and Griffin Colapinto in the final. And I start seeing all of this controversy about basically all the fans saying Italo won the final or Italo should have won the final. Griffin ends up winning by the judges count, gets awarded first place, the trophy, all that. But by the uh, media or the um, spectators viewing, they're all like, man, Italo got robbed. He got underscored. Griffin got overscored. So then old surf dad on YouTube took the clips and ran them side by side, because this is the one environment on the planet where you could take a wave from the beginning and the end. It starts at the same point, ends at the same point, runs for the exact same amount of time, barrels in the exact same place. And you can looks the same. What's that? Looks the same. Yeah. And so you can put both surfers getting up to their feet at the same moment and just watch what they do down the line, you know, apples for apples basically and judge which one surfs the wave more uh, better to the judges criteria kind of in a more objective fashion than you could do anywhere else on the planet so i i took the time to watch those clips even though i hadn't watched the event previously and almost by any measure and any criteria and certainly the criteria that the wsl has set out idolo won that exchange right Yes. Okay. So you agree. You think Idolo won the exchange? Not only Idolo. I mean, are we going to get into Gabriel? I think Gabriel won his exchange more than Idolo won his. Okay. So that's another. And so that also. And I think I think Philippe Philippe didn't win his, uh, but again, Philippe's whether you like it or not, Philippe's varial to switch dance barrel, again, uh, that is real weird taste and if surfing goes i'm not saying i want surfing to go down this way i don't want surfing to become uh street skateboarding right with a bunch of tricks so like fussy and weird and hard to kind of i mean and forgive me skate fans who are listening i i love watching some street league too and now i can actually get it so maybe i'm coming into it but anyway that being said to give, that's probably one of the hardest things. Again, a varial into a switch stance Crazy. tube yeah. that was decent. Like his tube, he was, you know, squatty in there, but he was riding the barrel switch after a varial and that got a six or something. Yeah. When progression is part of the criteria. Right. That's the most progressive thing that's ever been done at the tank. So all to say, not to dwell on fleet, but Gabriel and Idolo Definitely, definitely, definitely had beef. Should have won, like objectively, should have yeah. won. Which, again, the, the and with the, I don't know if you want to get into it now, but the argument between flow and explosiveness, which I thought J.P. Curry on Beach Grid dealt with phenomenal. Well, so the controversy here is certainly there's been squabbles about the judging in the past, but once it gets on the internet it's kind of split. There's a lot of argument for either side because it's so subjective. This is an instance where 
it was unanimous. There was a clear consensus. I mean, I heard, I saw maybe Beach Grit posted, there was one person that they saw in all of the comment sections who was making an argument for Griffin over Italo. But I mean, I think the the overall case, I think, was, or or the argument that started happening in Beach Grit was flow over explosiveness, okay. right? And so this is where J.P. Curry went in to, and forgive the listeners who do not like professional surfing, but I suppose this relates directly also to you know any kind of surfing, professional or not, is what's kind of a better surfing, linking stuff and looking real smooth or doing cool stuff, right? Because there are surfers in history that have done both. I think Andy Irons is probably a... Uh, you know, old chestnut trope at this point, but Andy Irons surfed explosively and also really had flow. Right. Uh, But also Andy Irons was not doing anything nearly as progressive as this Brazilian crew. This Brazilian crew has come out and blown the doors off even perception of what we ever thought or what I ever thought could be done on the surfboard. I mean, between Idolo Gabe and Felipe, I will say they have a radically, radically altered my imagination of what is possible. And so I think, though, their explosivity, again, particularly Idolo's, because he does surf like a roid rage freak, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like there was like, ah, dah, dah, and then he goes and he, you know, does airs and then he freaks out, and jumps around in the competitors area slamming red bulls and then he paddles back out and it's it's this da, 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 where you know the flow looks good and feels good but to jp curry's point i'm basically a 50 year old man uh and jp curry's like this judges are 50s 50 years old too right like this is what they're they want this smooth kind of flow which is all good but stinking make up your minds because it Definitely does not say that in the rule book. It says progression and all this is weighted as much as anything. Right. And so if you want it to be a flow fest, if you want Tom Curran circa, you know, 1984 with a couple of blow tails mixed in slash, you know, Ethan Ewing style or Griff style, then make that the criteria. But that is not the criteria, which is where the beef. So this is not. I think, hey, do you like, that's where the debate went to Beach Grit is do you like flow or do you like explosiveness? Right. Uh, But I think that's not actually fair because it's explosiveness is what's supposed to be uh, judged higher and got judged very much lower. Yeah. Um, So that's really where the controversy ends up happening. It's not just that people think they got it wrong. It's that Gabriel Medina takes to Instagram to um, allude to the fact that they got it wrong. And what Gabriel Medina really focuses his Instagram plea on is we need transparency. He says, this is an open letter to the WSL. Please, we need transparency. Basically, whatever you state as the criteria, we will surf to it. We feel like we have in the past and we feel like we have not always been rewarded for it. And so we've actually, our coaches, the athletes ourselves, we've come in and asked for clarity on what you want after scores are given. And we feel like we got slided. We ask for clarity and we don't feel like we've gotten it. 
So we, what else are we to do at this point? Like, we just want clarity. And he wasn't, I feel like he wasn't, um, like he did a really kind of deft job of making it so that it wasn't defamatory. It was more like of a sympathetic plea of asking for something rather than saying, help, help me help you, man. Yeah. That's the way it, that's the way it felt. Rather than saying, you guys got this so wrong. You know, Idolo got robbed. I got robbed or any of that. It was more just like, please give us more transparency, clearly define a criteria and then also help us to, um, or help explain after the fact why you chose what you did, which is nice that old surf dads, by the way, put these two clips side by side on YouTube because there was controversy and we wanted to see it side by side. And it's really the way that the WSL should have handled it before we even freaked out about it. You know what I mean? Like they should have put these two things up with the head judge and the head judge can explain what you said. We're valuing flow more now than before. And Gabriel's yeah. point is, good, we'll show up in El Salvador and we'll flow, and flow better than anybody else. And you'll still not give us the the title like you didn't to Felipe last year. You know, I mean, the, it, it truly is a mad, mad moment. Uh, and again, the weird thing is the broken incompetence of the WSL is it's not going to get fixed because, again, of broken incompetence. Uh Logan's response to, and again, for those who, you know, I think there's in surf and I've been around surf media for way too long at this point, but, uh, the trope that Brazilians are whiny, uh, and cry babies when they lose and all this kind of stuff, right. Is, I think that's old. Uh, I think whatever i think there was maybe at some point a feeling like what do we what do we need to do uh and they just weren't getting you know it just wasn't happening and it was hard and i think there probably was feelings of we're getting robbed and you know whining that went along with that i i think that's not true today i don't none of what i read from either gabriel or idolo or Philippe felt like whinging it felt like real honest. Come on, man. Like this is this, yeah. this ain't chill. Yeah. And, and it's not like it is objectively not cool. Well, so Eric Logan addressed. So it, I stated that Gabriel Medina took to Instagram to state what I said, but Idolo also took to Instagram and Felipe took to Instagram too, basically in support of Gabriel Medina sharing their own version of it. Took about 30 hours, I'd say until Eric Logan responded and he posted an open letter, not on his Instagram or promoting it on his, his own platforms, by the way, even though he promotes everything else that's positive about the WSL on his own platforms, he posted it, um, on the W I guess it might've been on the WSL's website, but it ended up on social media. Okay. It was WSL's website. It's like, was, is the front page of the WSL's website, website as of yesterday. Okay. And he, the open letter says to the WSL community, I want to address, Oh, by the way, one thing I didn't state was once Gabriel took a stance, death threats, a lot of the Brazilian community that's in support of Gabriel's stance uh, came in hot and heavy. And there was death threats that were sent to Ethan Ewing, just like last year after Griffin Colapinto won over Felipe Toledo controversially in El Salvador. Griffin Colapinto received death threats as well. So anyways, Eric does address that. He says, I want to address the conversation. Go ahead. Real quick about the death threats, though. Uh, Ethan and Griffin last year and Griffin this year 
Ethan took him like a good old surfing man, right? He Before any of this, he posted the death threats to his Instagram and said, aren't surf fans great? Right. With a blow kiss face. It wasn't some scared thing. It was like, Ethan, I'm sure it riles you when you get a death threat, right? But also is like, this is funny. I mean, I would think it was funny. If some rando on Instagram threatened me with death, for I mean, and I have been threatened with death for stuff. Uh, from randos on Instagram is not scary. Yeah. And Ethan did the exact right thing with a blow kiss. Aren't surf fans great? Yeah. Continue. So Eric says, I want to address the con- the conversation that happened in our community following the recent championship tour event at Surf Ranch. As you likely know, a small number of athletes made statements questioning the judging of the competition and the final results. By the way, yes, a small, small number, number of athletes, but three, three, world, champions. three world champs, including the current world champ, right? Yeah. Who's shirt <laughs> whose body you you were just wearing yeah, exactly nipples and you maybe were not wearing. even a small number maybe not even a small number like maybe that's on instagram publicly yeah but well three let's say it was three out of the uh how many surfers remain after the cut 22 18 or something yeah so that's 22. that's a decent percentage you know yes. that's 12 or 14 percent of the tour actually posted yeah. on instagram about it all champions so then he spends a paragraph saying how violence you know and death threats are you know bad and that nobody should ever harass anybody blah 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 he goes on to say in terms of the statements made we completely reject the suggestion that the judging of our competitions is in any way unfair or biased. These claims are not supported by any evidence. Firstly, the judging criteria are provided to the athletes ahead of each competition. All athletes competing at the Surf Ranch Pro received these materials on May 20th. Every athlete had the opportunity to ask questions about the criteria at that time. None of the athletes who made these statements took advantage of this opportunity at the Surf Ranch Pro. Secondly, our rules allow any athlete to review the scoring of any wave with the judges and receive a more detailed explanation of how they were scored with the judges. This process has been made in place has been in place for a number of years and is the direct result of working with the surfers to bring more transparencies to the judging process. It is not acceptable and is a breach of league policy for surfers to choose not to engage with a proper process and instead air their grievances on social media. A number of athletes at the Surf Ranch Pro received points for elements such as progression and variety, so it is simply incorrect to suggest that these are not taken into account in the judging criteria. Furthermore, our rules have been applied consistently throughout the season, including at events this season that were won by athletes who are now questioning those same rules. Surfing is an ever-evolving subjective sport and we are welcomed and we welcome robust debate around the progression of our sport and the criteria used to judge our competitions. However, it is unacceptable for any athlete to question the integrity of our judges who, like the surfers, are elite professionals. No one group or person or I'm sorry, no one person or group of people are above the integrity of our sport. Sincerely, Eric Logan. Boom. Hammer. A hurt feeling hammer that's so filled with half-truths and inaccuracies and misunderstanding and stupidity and ignorance and dumb-dumbness. As to be, again, what I said last week, man, we are living in the 
Monty Python era of surfing. We have a Monty Python era-esque yeah. league. And this is what you get when you get that. Look, when you create... Which is funny. When you create an environment where none of the employees feel comfortable coming to the perpetrator of a lot of the grievances to complain about the grievances, then this these types of things happen. People speak out on social media as a result. When Bethany Hamilton gets canceled for speaking out about something, when the male surfers who go to support her, you know, get essentially, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but not, you know, they're not allowed to voice their concern about what happened to Bethany at risk of losing their jobs. You silence everybody. So this is exactly what's happening now. And he actually, by the way, validates exactly what Gabriel is saying by basically threatening to silence him again, by saying when you, it's unequivocally not allowed for athletes to take to social media to air their grievances. Why not? Right? I mean, it's, it's so insane. I mean, all of it is so insane. The last line is like, to me, was the funniest of we're not ever going to put one person or group of people above the integrity of the sport, which is in their pivot, whether you like it or not, over the last couple years of, and again, I hate the word woke as much as I hate the word cringe, but I don't know how else to describe. Like WSL is very progressively performative, right? Because I think we can definitively say it is that it is oh, totally. i don't see what they're what they're doing about black lives matter any kind point. of yeah no exactly yeah. precisely what is the how is the world surf league engaging in urban communities to help in any way shape or form how are they doing anything it's plant a bush say we're environmental move on right like it's a smoke and mirrors if there ever was one organization which has gone very left in its smoke and mirrors, right? It's all about inclusivity, LGBTQ, and Happy Pride Month, by the way, David Lee yeah, Scales. You too. Thank you. Uh, it is about, you know, Indian or Native American blessings or Aboriginal blessings or all this. But it's all of this, like, uh, I mean, identity politics times 10. But then all of a sudden, oh, wait, no, wait, we're not supposed to raise one group, one individual or group. You've been all about identity, pol- all, like purely about identity politics for the last two years, which is purely about rising one individual or one group of individuals above kind of a thing, you know, whether you agree with that or not. Like, but that's what all you've been doing, all you've been doing. And now all of a sudden. You can't do that for the integrity of the for the integrity of surfing. What in the what? What is the integrity of this sport? What when is this is this like enshrined in the Constitution? The integrity. Right. What even is the integrity of the sport of surfing? What does that mean? Right. It's wild. Well, he's suggesting that he's basically responding to Gabriel's assert, assertion that the fix is in with the judges. And Gabriel didn't say that though. Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel say said, that. I need transparency. And Gabriel does not say the fixes. And Eric Nobody Logan is interpreting it as the judges are biased and they are picking favorites. Because there's also a which is, there's also a racial element component here, which is Gabriel referring to us and we, meaning Brazilian surfers on Brazilians. Tour, are the ones who are getting constantly undercut. Look, 
sure, judging is subjective. And maybe you get it right sometimes, maybe you get it wrong sometimes. But if you're running a business and there's a cashier working the till, and the till is always slightly off, but it's always off in their favor. Money's always missing from the till. The till is never over money. The till is always under money. You know what I mean? Then that's suspect. And that's how Gabriel is, that's how he's referring to we feel that the till is always, we're the ones losing, even though they're the ones with more title world titles than anybody, right? By far. They're like, what what is it, six out of the last eight? Something or seven like that, or nine, right. or whatever. Some so, yeah. So, but Eric Logan is you know, he is basically uh, protesting too much by saying like, hey, I'm protecting the integrity of the judges who are elite the professionals. The protesteth too much. I mean, it's, exa- it's a classic Shakespearean. He, yeah. he really is. And so he's going, hey, don't question our integrity. Gabriel never questioned the integrity. You're the one that brought up the integrity, buddy. So who's got the soft yeah. spot about integrity? So. Well, I mean, and the fact that, again, not to throw too much gas in this fire, except it's funny. Uh, the WSL is the ones who just signed with a sports betting league and all, right. or a sports betting outfit and all this, right? So if there's going to be a question about, okay, who can profit from this sort of stuff? I mean, you just open the door for, and again, for me personally, my opinion, I do not think the judges are biased. I think JP Curry hit it out of the park on his assessment, which if you want to read, I'll post a link when I post this show. It is a phenomenal. He basically says, I've been watching an obscene amount of surfing for he's Beach Grits tour, you know, coverer now that Steve Shear has gone off to, I suppose, greener pastures. But uh, so he's, you know, watches every heat, every wave, every moment. And he was like, with surfing, he's like, this is what I've been saying all year. You just see it more clearly here is the judges have clearly pivoted away from any kind of explosiveness and are very much favor a kind of flow of linking turns, right? And this has been happening all year. You, for the first time, just saw it as her franchise. I've been saying this all year, that this is what's happening, that these Brazilians are really blowing up uh, and not getting rewarded for it because clearly that's not what the judges want to see anymore, right? And so all of this is a very real thing i don't think it's biased against brazilians necessarily it's certainly biased against a particularly type of sur- particular type of surfing but it's the type of surfing that the world surf league has put forward as this is what we're looking for we're looking for progression well linking sweet turns ain't progression i like the way that looks yeah. too i love the way <laughs> ethan ewing i love the way grip surfs i you know i obviously i would and i ain't afraid to say it I would rather watch Ethan Ewing surf than Elo Ferreira. And that is, whoa, is that true? That's not even true. I'd rather watch Elo than Ethan. I'll take Ethan. But I love his smooth stuff. I still want, I still love the way. Yeah, I'm totally walking that back. I want to see Elo. I'm still, I love smooth surfing in the wild. In performance surfing, I want to see something that surprises me. And Idolo regularly surprises me. Even if he looks like he's straight roid raging, I think that I'm going to see something that I've maybe never seen before. And that's what I like for my pro surfing. Well, the problem for me here isn't even about the judges getting things right or wrong, to be perfectly honest. Because the problem for me is Eric Logan's letter. 
The problem is, I mean, Eric Logan, the, it's, a, it's an idiotic letter times 10. It, so Gabriel Medina stated what we are all, by the way, you and I have been dissecting for the last three years. He's stating he's yep. finally come to, you know, support what we've been saying all along. And or he's probably thought it the whole time and probably reached it, his boiling point, clearly. which with the comments of the other surfers in there too, it's not like it, there's so much support for this oh, yeah. across all of these, right? It, there is like massive support totally. of basically major cracks in the WSL's wall of they, Eric Logan, when he's speaking of the WSL community, he's speaking about him and Jesse Miley Dyer, maybe, and Dave Prodan, probably, and who, like, there's like four people there, right? Everybody else feels different. So Gabriel is finally, by the way, it needed to be Gabriel. It needed to be somebody who is in that position because, again, creating the work environment that I said is, uh, Everybody has so much fear they can't speak out. That's what's really been happening all along is there's like five athletes making millions of dollars and they're not going to speak up because they're benefiting from this cre- this corrupt organization, essentially. And everybody below that who has a reason to speak up can't afford to speak up because they're trying to protect their yep. jobs. That's the environment that we've created. You and I have been discussing it because we talk to employees of the organization while they're employees and after they leave and they tell us the horror stories, right? So, and also have no, no, I mean, you and I, for better or worse, have we had no money from either way, right? right? Like, WSL doesn't pay us and nobody's paying us just to speak ill. No, like it's just, it is what it is. And with enough sources to actually get a, a real vague sense of what the truth Which, is. Which, by the way, our listeners would also love to hear all the things that we can't say. I mean, <laughs> there is some lecherous behavior afoot that yeah. is akin to Hollywood moguls that have been canceled, essentially. So yep. I can't, it's all alleged and I won't say who, I'm just saying there's way more that we could say. Um, way more and listener lawyer who's like really wants to take this on contingency come on (laughs) (laughs) yeah so or or journalist surf journalist who really wants to go into that go vet the reason i get sued i would get i mean look at stinking hulk hogan suing uh gawker out of existence for something that was true Right, right 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 it was not that gawker said that hulk hogan had an affair and Hulk Hogan didn't have an affair. And so he sued them out of existence. They He sued them out of existence after having an affair. Right. And that's what happens when there's moneyed interest going against you, right? Totally. So I ain't about to poke. I mean, I'll poke it, but I ain't about to jump two feet in. No. And I've said enough already. You know what I mean? So anyways, now Gabriel Medina, it's so egregious. Gabriel Medina is speaking up about it. And then of course, everybody else jumps on board. So uh, the other two Brazilian world champs jump on board. But like you said, look into the comments section and it's like all the people who are off to her from Julian Wilson to Owen uh, Wright. I was going to say Owen Wilson. Owen Wright to Jeremy Flores to all of these people who were in it for 10 and 15 years and saw the inner workings of it. By the way, Courtney Hobgood, CJ's wife, I saw her jump in to the comments and she's like, for Eric Logan to state that the athletes have complete transparency with the judges thinking and scoring and before the fact or after the fact is asinine. She's like, I've been in those rooms at the top levels for years and we know everybody that is. 
It's the exact opposite. She's like, show the stats. Show how many times you guys have delivered that information to the people because they never get the information. That's the biggest complaint, no. you know? So Eric Logan no. just putting it in a letter and posting it out there is doesn't make it truth. Like it's actually, yeah. and somebody else commented about this too. So Eric Logan, like I said, did not post this letter on any platform where anybody can get send feedback or comment on. So his yeah. Instagram account has now turned into that. People are just going to his most recent post and leaving their comments about this letter. So his normal posts get, you know, 60 comments or something. This maximum, like it's 30 to 60. Yeah. So his most recent post, which is pre this letter, but it's where everybody's leaving feedback to this letter, has 1,800 comments. Is it 1,800 right now? Last time I checked, it was 14. Yeah, I saw 18. I posted about it yesterday. Yeah, I saw 18 today. So it's, I mean, it's going on and on and on. And some people are saying, remember last year when you were championing Felipe Toledo for taking time off for his mental health? Because he took, I don't know, I think it was last year. You know, he missed an event or two and it was because he just needs to slow down and take it easy for a minute. And you were like getting in and defending him and talking about catering and how important and high stress this environment is and how intense it is and mental health is important. You telling Gabriel Medina he's not allowed to vocalize his concerns when people feel that they have been, whether rightly or wrongly, when they feel that they have been victimized by something, you could not, you should not put them on blast and tell them that they need to shut up. That is not healthy for their their mental health. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. I mean, but Gabe's got to look at, I mean, hope Gabe's mental health is fine and trust that it is. Because it would be like having the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. Like, really trying to get under your skin somehow. Like, the clown show of the WSL. I don't know how Eric Logan, if you, if I was Gabriel and read a statement from Eric Logan, it would just be as comical as it is for me reading it, I suppose. Yeah. Like the goof is such a goof. He is such a goober. that I almost feel bad because he's, he's the goofiest, gooberiest guy on earth. He just straight is from, yeah, I don't want to say, yeah. Well, oh. well, here's one comment that I saw, which somebody just says, uh, Eric Logan uh, is switching the focus in his letter according to the, emo- or he's appealing to the emotion card and even blaming Medina for speaking up. Those threats exist in any public stage and anyone are subject to them. The scores on those two heats were questionable and it's not the first time and Medina is que- that Medina is questioning the judge's integrity or as Logan is trying to convince us. Regarding the whole online harassment threads, they are wrong. Nobody should be threatened and that should be reported to the police or even brought to court. But Logan and the WSL cannot use it to attack Medina, Felipe, and Italo. Glenn Micro Hall, who is um, formerly a world championship tour surfer and now a coach, posted on Instagram the Wikipedia definition of victim mentality, basically suggesting that Italo or that yeah, Italo, Gabe, and Felipe are playing the role of the victim here, and that it is um, never never leads to uh, growth and self awareness. What are your thoughts on Glenn Micro Hall? Yeah, I mean, I love whatever. I was never, I guess, I was entirely indifferent to Glenn Microhall other than his, I love that 
Derek describes him as a, having a beautiful falsetto. He really does have a very high voice. Uh, is unquestionably, I think, one of the best surf coaches around. Has coached who to victory? Well, look, he had a couple years that it was incredible where Matty Wilkinson was constantly falling off tour or about to fall off tour. And then as soon as Glenn started coaching him, he won two events back to back, maybe more than yeah. that, maybe three, the first three events of the season. And then he did that with Tyler Wright. He had a string of kind of successes, but nothing of late. It hasn't hit since. In any case, like I think that Micro went to a classic, unnecessary, uh, this is whinging. You know, Australians don't like the whinging. I don't, I hate the whinging too. Like whining is a bad, like it's a, it's a truly bad look for any adult to whine. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't think that Gabriel or Idolo or Idolo's Idolo's statement was weird. I'll give anybody that. If you wanted to linguistically look at his, Derek called it, or Derek Riley wrote on Beach Grid that it looked like a 15-year-old girl hacked his phone and wrote something emo, which that's totally true. Uh, but it didn't seem like a, the Brazilian's wine narrative didn't seem fitting here at all. Like well, let, it didn't seem like anyone was whining. Let me and let me it also, in. yeah. Let me dig in. I hear what you're saying that in this instance, the tone wasn't exactly whiny. But I got a, a listener email that I'll read to you. He says there have been a number of occasions that I wanted to bring up the poor sportsmanship and entitled arrogance shown by those three surfers. Uh, various times over the past couple of years. In those moments, I ultimately chose not to bother contacting you guys. Firstly, because I had better things to do with my time. And secondly, because I didn't think they deserved any more attention. However, it is time to call out the almost unbelievable lack of humility and respect shown by Gabe, Felipe, and Idolo after Surf Ranch, and even more so by the mobs of, quote, fans speaking on their behalf. I hope you can take a few minutes to watch the few uh, a few clips and reacquaint yourself with what is obviously a brewing issue. The outrageous lack of respect for fellow competitors, WSL judges, non-Brazilian fans shown by Felipe, Gabe, and Italo, and the bizarre behavior of the WSL in letting them get away with what is clearly unsportsmanlike conduct. When he said, by the way, that he wants to uh, hope that we take a few minutes to reacquaint ourselves with the clips, he sent a bunch of clips associated with Ooh. each example that he gives. He Are you going to post? Uh, sure. Yeah. He goes on to say, I keep thinking of Jeremy Flores, who endured multiple fines, even event suspensions, for making his opinions known and challenging the judges. And yet these guys can rally their mobs and the WSL remains absolutely silent. Here's a quick refresher for you guys. Portugal, 2019. Medina in peak Medina moment. In a peak Medina moment. Aggressive and arrogant to a fault. Scrappily interferes with Caio Abelli and clearly loses the heat. Medina whines on social media. Caio receives death threats. WSL does nothing. Jeremy Flores received multiple fines and even event suspensions for complaints, which were even more benign. GLAN. 2022 behind the scenes footage of maker on make or break uh you much like me probably stopped watching the season two of make or break prior to this episode that focused on gland but while the contest was a flop there are a couple of scenes caught off camera that are extremely revealing and the arrogance at the tip of the brazilian spear 
watching from around season two, episode five, whining starts at 33 minutes and 56 seconds. Felipe is joined by Gabe in whining about their scores, claiming that they were perpetually underscored. How about Bells 2023? Felipe throws a hissy fit. Watch the behavior at the end of his heat from the he gives me the time code on that one. I could post Felipe melts down on camera, bitching and complaining about Jackson Baker's scores. Felipe's. Hit. Is that him on the stairs? Uh, I don't. Is that Felipe crying in the stairs? I think so. Is it? Okay. Which is really funny. Yeah. Felipe's. Yeah. I mean, Felipe's a little baby. His hissy fit makes Jeremy Flores's tirade seem tame. WSL does nothing. How is Felipe not fined for this? He mentions stab in the dark where Idolo spends an entire or part of an episode explaining this exact thing that he's constantly underscored and that he has to work twice as hard as everyone else. But our writer says that watch the recap of the 2019 snapper final with him and Kaloe. Crappy Deba, hard to watch. Idolo hops around like a kook for almost the entire heat, but he makes one last air to turn the heat. Kaloe's top scoring air was higher, more critical, and was way more flow uh, on every single wave, yet Idolo stole the momentum, and I feel like the heat tipped Chloe's career trajectory downward and Idolo's upward. Sorry for the long email. This is a ridiculous, uh, but this is ridiculous enough to justify some discussion. P.S. When I was watching, fast forwarding mostly through Surf Ranch event, my wife out of the blue looked over and said, Why are you watching this? This looks like a carnival sideshow. I immediately bust out laughing, thinking how closely that matched your and Chaz's comments in the last show. The uh, amount of my wife caught me watching <laughs> Surf Ranch and dot, dot, dot feedback I get, or I'm sorry, any WSL event yeah. is so funny. Yeah. Like I could do a whole book on my wife caught me watching professional surfing and said blank, yeah. which is always, why are you spending your time here? Cup noodles. Etc. Etc. This is ridiculous. Cup noodles, by the way, though, are super good. When was the last time you had cup noodles? Long time, and I'm not. I'm not going back to it. G- come on back. Uh, the other day, when after apocalypse on the sailboat, kid was sick driving home. She was like laid out in the back seat, late. Thought, oh man, I gotta cook something to get into her. Just, like decimated. Uh, she just barely muttered cup noodles. <laughs> I think she's had it at her friend's house. So I ran into Vaughn and said, got you. Guess how much cup noodles costs at Vaughn's? 99 cents. Or did? 12 cents. (laughs) 12 cents. Bought a couple of them. Made them up. There's like no MSG and stuff. Like, I don't know what's in there, but there's no... an MSG, they say, is good for you now, by the way. Yeah, this is a hot new take. But uh, in any case, cup noodles. I'm all... huge fan of cup noodles but all to say i hear idolo philippe and gabriel medina are not great messengers they're not perfect messengers they're not even good messengers they are ridiculous right gabriel they look narcissistic gabriel does stinking idolo has gone absolutely berserk in his last year. I mean, his workout grease down body on Instagram, all of it is utterly bizarre. Yeah. Philippe is a baby who doesn't paddle into Chopu or any wave critical wave and then whines and cries about it. Like is a 
little bitch baby. For anybody who thinks that I am thinking these guys got aggrieved and like poor them, I'm not saying that. I am my whole thing with this is the World Surf League is so rotten that these dudes who are as imperfect as imperfect can be are right. That's how I feel too. <laughs> like that's like none of like that's how idiotic the World Surf League is is people who are cuckoo town ostensibly like i love gabe as a competitor and as a feature on the world surf league i love idolo for the weird unexpected felipe i just straight don't love but uh they're all wacko and they are they they're making eric logan and gang look 20 times more wacko. Like, yeah, the idiocy of the World Surf League can't even stand against this very, very weak barrage. So the way I feel about it is I'm anti, um, you know, uh, narcissistic culture that is kind of so pervasive nowadays. So that's not my favorite personality type. However, I love that these people have personality on tour. We've complained Please. ad nauseum that the tour has become so bland and stale that it's wonderful to have personalities back on tour. What? I mean, keep going. Well, what I was going to say is the problem is who's the biggest narcissist of them all? Freaking Eric, Eric Logan. Logan. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, er, By so, far. so while Gabriel Medina and Idolo are flexing to the judges after they complete a ride and then posting those images on Instagram to complain about what they feel they got to grieve, grieve for. It's all trickling down from the top. Eric Logan is doing the exact same type of flexing in his own way. So it's hypocritical for Eric to try to then take shots at them for doing that. I'm just grateful that they're doing it. Like I'm grateful to have something to Me discuss too. out of this event rather than because there was nothing. It was the worst. It was the most boring event ever. So the fact that they're infusing personality, even though I despise the narcissism, it's like, well, at least we have something to discuss. I did not agree with Chris Ward's behavior when he was my favorite professional surfer, but man, it was fun to watch. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to model my life after him, but man, it was fun to watch. He was a great character to have. The, I mean, honestly, back to the judging issue though here, if the judging is so good and if these are such elite professionals... Why do they need such kid gloves? Why do they need such protection? Right. Why can't people criticize them? And why can't they're, if they're elite professionals, it'd be like me telling LeBron, hey, your jump shot sucks, man. Your jump shot is shit. You got your jump shot all wrong. And then me getting banned for saying that instead of LeBron, just jacking, saying, okay, let's go shoot jump shots for a minute. Right. right. Like, and he hitting 20 in a row and me hitting three. Like if they're, if you're going to claim these guys are elite, then you don't need to protect right. them. You can say, look at our judging was correct. Our judging was correct. Screw you, Idolo. And like, stop whining about it. They could have very, I would have loved if they would have said that. I would have loved if the world surf league would have print posted the side by side of Ethan and, or Griffin and Idolo and said, Hey man, 
I hate to do this to you, but you're the one who sent this out. Look how much better Ethan looks than you. That, like that would have he been won, incredible. you didn't. It, instead, of, instead of the open letter, if his response yep. would have been, here's the two waves and here we are with the head judge and he's going to explain it all to you. Yeah. Would have sold and, and so he, done and dusted. Yeah. And he would have said this, you know, Elo, we didn't like the way that you looked like you were pooping your pants here. <laughs> And well, you, you know whatever. So like, so that is the problem. elite judges. Let them, let them have so it. So there's two explanations for the error, right? Of how do you? I, mean, I think there's ten explanations for the error. Well, there would be two in terms of either it is corrupt and there is a fix in, or you are con- incompetent. Yeah. And Eric Logan, I love those. And Eric Logan in his letter says no. We have integrity. There's no corruption, which only leaves. So you guys are that inept. Jimmy, Jimmy, the saint love some Jimmy, the saint on beach grit though, says, why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't they be both incompetent and corrupt? Well, because which I'm just going by getting, Eric's own stance. He said it's not sure, integrity, but, but getting in bed with a gambling, like, you yeah. yourself, the world surf league, it's not like the world surf league okayed gambling on surfing that they're not going right. to be bummed about it or whatever. No, the world surf league has a gambling partner. And so you open the door wide all the way to thinking how is, if how surfing is won or lost is based on judging yeah. and they have a gambling partner, right? Then how in, can a, semi-competent person not think well hmm, why did they well, especially when things are close oh like let's go look at the odds here right i mean again the levels i mean you never wish harm on anyone but i would just love for and it wouldn't be even harm i would love for eric logan jesse miley dyer dave prodan the whole crew they should just lemming off a cliff somewhere. Do a swan dive in some nice water and swim away because it is. But how about a proverbial ridiculous. cliff? The proverbial cliff, I mean, which do... is their employment with the WSL. A nice, like a, the proverbial, even a real one though, like a fifteen foot into some nice warm water, like the, the no YMA, rocks. The YMA jumping rock. Yeah, they could do that. They just jump off and just swim off into the sunset, yeah. right? I mean, it just at least. It really, oh, I don't know why it riles me so much, but I feel like when I really do a bad job, I will claim my bad job. I will say I fully blew it, right? I did a bad job. Uh, I don't like to lie directly. I don't like to self, I hate self-delusion more than anything. I don't like to delude myself. I don't know why others want to do it. I don't know why Eric Logan can't just say, I'm an incompetent boob. I'm a literal boob. Like, look at my Instagram. This, this stack it up to boob. Beha- this bring, is boob behavior. Bring back boob, by the way, as, a, as an insult. <laughs> bring back boob. That's what I'm going to start commenting on his Instagram account. Um, I need to take a bathroom break, but are you good until five o'clock to keep going? I'm, I'm so good. Okay, cool. Let's take a bathroom break and then we'll come back. I've got... AI's comments on Surf Ranch. I've got the definition of a kook, feedback from last week, and of course we've got Barrow or not. Great. Hey, while we're at commercial, can we give some love to VayerWatches.com? I mean, I was just 
thinking about VRWatches.com right now. I was looking at my watch, looking at what time it was. Perfect. Guess what I don't look at to see what time it is? Your phone. Or computer. Like, who cares what that says? Watching a real timepiece tell you the time is something, I think, good for the brain. Well, what's bad for the brain is staring into a screen. We're already staring into the screen six hours a day, probably, each. And it's like, put that down. It's probably not good for you. Nope. Look at the watch. Look at the watch. So Veyer watches, ours are powered by the sun. There is a solar cell under the dial soaking up energy and converting that into time telling. So you never have to put a battery in. You don't even have to wind it, actually. Um, they're waterproof, guaranteed, built for the outdoors, built by surfers, in fact, or the company's run by surfers, assembled in America, free shipping in the U.S., pretty incredible stuff. How long have we had these watches, Daily Scales? Three months? Four months? Yeah, so watches that I typically have, uh, three months, four months, exactly in that window, you start to adjust the time a bit, like it's just running a bit off. These things run like a, I don't want to say like a train, because trains are often late (laughs) here in America, but they, they, like I haven't had to touch that it is spot on time, Ever since I said it for that first time. You're not kidding. I'm looking at it right now. It says 426, my computer. It, mine says mine says 426. 426. Exactly. I mean, I can hold it and up. And I've never once adjusted it. You're never. absolutely right. Yep. You know what I which is a which is a thing in watches. In like watches run fast or slow. Yeah. There and by the way, my car, I've noticed my car, the digital read in my car every month goes off by about two minutes and I have to reset it. Yep. I have to adjust it. Yep. So Vayer yep. watches is more accurate than everything else. It's totally wild. I'm I, like I don't I don't know why they don't lean into this. That's right. But I've been looking at it, and they should lean into this fact that get a watch that's crazy accurate. Yeah, that is a great point. I didn't even think about that. Well, we got scammed by the way by um, I don't know Honey. There's these different apps that collect coupon codes from online and then you can use them and then they apply it when you check out at places. So I got a note from Veyer and they're like, dude, your promo code surf 15 is being used all day, every day. So we think that, you know, they crawled your website, found it. And now people are just utilizing it. Uh, even if they're not listeners of the podcast. So we've had to change the promo code to splendor 15 from surf 15. Okay. Okay. Listeners splendor though is a difficult spelling, David Lee Scales. I know. It's the American version of it, so there's no U. Okay. But okay. Splendor15, and you'll save 15% off your purchase on VayerWatches.com, but I can't put that code on the website because it'll get pilfered again, so I can only share it auditorily here on the podcast. Splendor15 at VayerWatches.com. Vayer is spelled V-A-E-R, watches.com. And yeah, get the most accurate time-telling piece you could find. And it's durable, built for surfing, sun power. Looks good. Looks good. All that jazz. And then also, Chaz, you need a restock of AG1, don't you? I I thought you forgot about me. I did. I was until right now. uh, Okay, good. I'm down to like, I'm watching my packets dwindle. Okay. I'm thinking this, I've got 10 more days of optimal health. And then I don't know if I can podcast anymore, to be honest. I'll have them expedite overnight the shipment to you. Athleticgreens.com slash surf for anybody else who wants optimal health and performance as well. It's a green, it's whole foods pulverized into a green powder, mix it with water. Boom. No more expensive green juices. No more 
supplements that you have to buy 20 different versions of to get through your day. No, it's all one packed into one scoop. I think proof is in the pudding here. Uh, do you know who the winningest, not that I'm a fan of stab, you know, I'm not a fan of stab, but who is the winningest stab in the dark shaper? One Brit Merrick. Uh, guess who fires his brain every morning via athleticgreens.com slash surf brit merrick like i don't know how i just don't know how you don't right now stop and order athleticgreens.com slash surf knowing that brick merrick enjoys it too good enough for him good enough for me lewis hamilton uses it i mean i'll take brit merrick over lewis hamilton any day of the week good point there's a bunch of people brit merrick's a winner he's i saw him today and as a matter of fact Brit? Yeah. Where was he? Uh, in the Channel Islands factory. I was up there early this morning. Oh, nice. So, yeah. But yeah, shout out to Brit. Congrats on that third win, by the way. That's huge. Winningest. Yeah. I mean, do you think Matt Biolas is like weeping quietly in his mother's basement? I heard he cried himself to sleep that night, Saturday night, oh. when he found out. Oh, hey, Matt Biolas, if you're listening, athleticgreens.com slash surf and maybe... Maybe you can be as good as Brit Merrick. Get on board. Athleticgreens.com slash surf. Hiring for a small business is critical. It's imperative that you find a highly qualified professional to treat and grow your business with the same care and detail that you do. LinkedIn Jobs will be your next big unlock. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team fast and for free. Everybody is already on LinkedIn with their resume and their references. So the fact that LinkedIn built a hiring platform to connect the dots between everything is simple genius. It's way more sophisticated than a job board. It's a vast network of more than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set, desire, ambition, all in an effort to help us advance our position. And it's easy to use and intuitive. So effective that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Fast hiring solutions means achieving your goals in record time with rapid growth in 2024. LinkedIn Jobs will even help you write the job descriptions and give you tools and prompts to help you interview your candidate like a pro. LinkedIn.com slash surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. And you can let the world's largest social network of business professionals work to connect you with the ideal candidate to help you grow your business. That is LinkedIn.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
right, Chaz, we are back from break. And speaking of boob, how did boob ever become an insult in the first place? Why is boob bad? I think it's the booby bird. Oh. I think it's a it's a dumb bird. Mm. The look, booby. Look yeah. at me being a boob a blue, by not knowing. Blue billed or blue footed or whatever it is. Beaked blue f- booby. Yeah. Blue footed booby. Yeah. Uh, so John Pease, who has a podcast called the North Swell Podcast, interviewed AI, artificial intelligence, about the Surf Ranch Pro. Would you like to hear what they had to say? Sure would. So um, AI, thank you very much for joining me. Um, I guess the first question is, do you have any particular highlights that you'd like to share from the Surf Ranch event? Yes. Easily the best thing about the event is the train robot. It produced the same, ruler edge, mechanical barrel, time and time again and was given no praise for its role. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, How about the surfing? Did you pay much attention to that? Some attention. I think the wave pool makes surfing a different thing. It rewards precision and repeatability. I like this about it. It pleases me. Oh, right, yeah, Um, I can see why you might be into that aspect of it, yeah. Um, what do you think about the fact that it's Kelly's proprietary technology? Do you think that raises any questions of bias? No. This is not possible as he was knocked out of the contest in round one. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I see your point, actually. Uh, what did you think about them having the nighttime sort of after dark session? I scanned every use of the phrase after dark and nighttime in the history of media, and I think people may have tuned in expecting an adult version of the WSL. Oh, God, yeah, that's a point. I didn't think of that bit either. Um, What do you think the future of the event's going to look like? Eventually, as well as mechanical waves, we will also have AI surfers who will perform tricks your puny human mind cannot possibly comprehend yet. Wow, I've got to say, that sounds pretty exciting. Yes, if I was capable of feeling emotions like excitement, I would also be excited. It's good that you're excited. Your excitement is a useful distraction. Um... What's that? Sorry? Nothing. I have to go now. Don't worry. I'm not building a robot army or anything like that. Ride Skynet surfboards. Oh, right. Okay. And thanks. Bye then. Thank you, John Pease, for that submission from the North Swell podcast. Imagine how much better our podcast would do if we had pleasant British accents. So much better. If we had pleasing voices to listen to, like I could listen to John Pease all day, every day. I know. Well, that's why I wanted to play. Like, I mean, you and I would maybe be as big as Rogan if we had British accents. Yep. That's why I figured we could get a little bit of that glint, shine off of the glint of John Pease. Should we send John Pease a transcript? We should just talk and have AI, or it's not even AI, it's just computer generated our transcript and then send it to two British readers. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, by the way, we were trying to define a kook last week. I got tons of feedback about that and I'm only going to read one of the emails in here because it's way too much. It'll fill up a whole show and uh, we'll just kind of sprinkle it into future shows, maybe hit one a week or something, but there's a lot of great definitions for a kook. This one is most applicable for our conversation today. The writer says, defining kookdom was way too tasty a subject not to take a stab at. Uh, From our beloved WSL website, they list a criteria. Judges analyze the following elements of scoring waves. Commitment and degree of difficulty, 
innovative and progressive maneuvers, combination of major maneuvers, variety of maneuvers, speed, power, flow. Likewise, kookiness can't be judged on a single criteria. Kooks are typically technically incapable, non-observant of surf culture, and tryhards. So I think that there is a formula that we can, uh, or something we can formulate here. Surfers can be given a score on how these three on these three categories, and then averaged out to identify their level of kookiness. Here are some examples. For comparison purposes, I'll use this generation's Wilbur Kukemeyer, Eric Logan, alongside some of Southern California's finest surfers. First, the first category: technical capability. Eric Logan versus Ryan Birch. Eric Logan. Whether he's going right on a left or throwing double deuces while just outside of a surf ranch barrel, his ass is never more than eight inches from his heels. Two points. Ryan Birch, supreme proficiency in either stance, asymmetrical or not, whether whether on a glider or a fish in hollow surf or mush. Ten points. Category number two, observance of surf culture. Eric Logan versus Devin Howard. Eric Logan. Imagine trying to sum up what Eric Logan doesn't know about surf culture. So suffice to say, you can't be observant if it's clear that you don't understand the basics. But he does travel to surf spots with some of the biggest names in surfing, so one point. Devin Howard as a counterpart. Worked in retail, publishing, tour commissioning, board manufacturing for the biggest and smallest brands, spent time in the water and in the bay with the biggest icons of the sport. He's still influencing trends for the industry and for our culture. 10 points. Category number three, nonchalance. Eric Logan versus Tom Curran. Eric Logan believes that trying hard will overcome all shortcomings, including lack of self, lack of self-awareness. Zero points. Tom Curran, lack of self-awareness, self-awareness paved the way for egoless, un- unassailable talent. Ten points. I think this plays, but it's definitely not just one sentence like you were asking for. Keep up the work, Bob. I mean, boom. Thank you, Bob. You're exactly right. I mean, all of those hit it out of the park. But also a speed power flow for kooks is what we need. Mm which he did hit, right? Like speed, power, flow. Uh, which again, speed, that's that's not the criteria anymore of the WCL, is it? Well, he defined it for us at the top. Let me see. He said variety, commit, commitment and degree of difficulty, innovation and progressive maneuvers, combination of major maneuvers, variety of maneuvers, and speed, power, and flow. That's so weird. Uh going back to the start of this, I mean, truly, like Gabriel, Idolo, and Philippe's point is spot on, like for everything. They said, the judges, whatever, that's, we're done with that. The judges are absolutely not judging to the WCL criteria, right. which, and it's also way too complicated. I remember when it was just speed, power, flow, yeah. right? Where we need a speed, power, flow for, it's just three. Yeah, It's one, two, three. All right, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, here's a listener line call about the importance uh, of the role of the commissioner as it relates to surfing and being a surfer. Hey, uh, <clears throat> David and Chaz over at The Grit. Uh, just wanted to um, talk about 
how how great of a job you guys have done sort of dissecting um, the WSL. And, you know, I think sometimes you shy away, but I just want to go out there and say, as a listener, we do appreciate that type of investigation. And, and, and it brings me to my point that I just want to add on, you know, one one part I feel like that we could talk about more is just how important it is for the WSL commissioner to have a great relationship with Surfline. Um, something that I really feel like we saw under Kieran Perot. I just think about how many times the contest would open up and and Kieran Perot would be out, couldn't be found. He was out the back, you know, getting tubed. And I mean, how often do you think Eric Logan talks to Kevin Wallace or? anyone over there i don't know so ruminate on that and uh i also want to say in response to one of the trust in us tips that you guys gave about um where to live as a surfer you know i think people could be a little bit more open-minded about living in cities and living near airports and i feel like if you are one of those people who went to college and kind of feels stuck in a city but you just want to surf a lot, don't don't feel that way because, you know, living near an airport can be a blessing too. Yeah, take that for what you may. All right, always great and appreciate the content. Take care, guys. Bye. Oh, this is Ross in San Clemente, by the way. Ross in San Clemente. So I, great show. Take care. I'd like to take it a slightly different direction and say that how important it is for the commissioner to be a surf dog, like surf hound. You know what I mean? Like the relationship doesn't have to be with Surfline. Maybe he's no, a, no, knowing surf, knowing like, surf, knowing for not only yeah. knowing surf, having to Loving be surf. in the water before you go to work. Like KP, I mean, like he said, the the event would be at main break, and KP would be over be over at the box getting barreled because that's how I much mean, he cares about his own surfing. Which I think that's like KP sort of got in the way a bit because would call days off. I swear, as he should have, right? Just to surf. Like knowing that, okay, we got a window here. I'm going to go out and test this. I'm going to test it some more. I'm going to test it some more. Oh, this is just too good. I want to stay surfing. Let's call it off. I'm surfing, right? And I don't think KP was that. But yeah, like there needs, like, I think Jesse Miley Dyer has absolute zero care or at this point or understanding or anything, just doesn't care, right? Like, I think she'll go with what they say. Like, but she's not out there making the call. Like, there's other people out there who are experienced, whatever, saying oh, it was probably the best day or whatever. But she's not, like, she doesn't know personally. Right. Or Pat O'Connell was the commish, right? Or the half yeah. tours or whatever they changed the title to. He was clearly a surf dog. Like, he would be in the water at every event every day before. And he still is in the water every day, no matter what the waves are doing, you know? And I don't feel like Jesse has that type of a passion for surfing itself. And it shows. And no. the events show as a result. So I think he's which is, definitely which is all, something. All, totally. All fine for her. Like, but her, like via her social medias, what she cares about is speaking in, on panels and stuff and being yeah. praised and recognized for the work she's done. Yeah nothing all fine and good right it's embarrassing but like great like if that's what you're if you want to be known for your panels and your awards that's fine but yeah i've never seen the last couple years jesse miley dyer like frothing over being somewhere that was breaking good no it's she's concerned about her career she's she's interested in advancing her career but 
the point is for the entire organization, they need to be focused on surfing the best waves in the world and then everything else falls into place. And that's what KP was focused on. Real quick, I know we need to move on to other segments, but let's the I feel the World Surf League has never been this close to folding. Uh, I think Gen C's report and then texting her throughout the reports, the like she was on the ground at Surf Ranch. Her pieces are phenomenal at Beach Grit. Uh, but Gen C was saying the amount, I mean, not only the pettiness, so the they didn't let you bring outside food in, right? This is a organization that prides itself on environmentalism or pretends to and all this stuff, right? Imagine the amount of waste of having people, they're taking food from people and throwing it in a landfill because you're not allowed. So people would just stack their food up, sorry. And then those people would have to wait in a two hour line inside to get something. There was not nearly enough porta potties where when you're cutting back, so there was like massive waits for the bathroom. When you're cutting back on porta potties at an event that you know, have an idea of the tickets sold and whatnot, but you're still cutting back on porta potties, yeah. uh, that means money's running out. This was so money is clearly running out with a like objective, massive public failure in the wake of how all this was dealt with, the controversy and whatnot. Let's just assume it crashes in the next after the year's over. Where does Eric Logan go to work? Where does Jesse Miley Dyer go to work? Eric's got opportunities, no doubt. Um, Jesse, I have no idea what she's qualified for. I mean, Jesse's going to go. Jesse will go take a like real low down position. She'll has her her LinkedIn for like sporting stuff. So she'll yeah. go take like a low level position at like women's rugby something. or something. Yeah. And, but Eric's not going to get a high position. Hollywood's not spending money the way they used to. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you would know Eric's Eric's done for Eric Logan. I think is basically unhirable after this, unless he goes and drives Uber. He could be an Instagram influencer. I mean, that's what he hopes, but he, he didn't grow his thing big enough. That's he's what, trying. He's trying real hard. That's what he's building, uh, which leads us into barrel or not. In fact, it's barrel. It's barrel. It's barrel. It's 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 barrel. It's a hard barrel. It's barrel. Hard barrel. Barrel. It's a hard barrel. It's barrel. Or not. It's a straight barrel. Buell Grit 25 to save yourself 25% off any purchase on Buell. They reached out. They're like, can you believe what Eric Logan did? We need to get a wetsuit on that guy. We don't want to see his bare chest. We don't want to see him wearing Felipe's bare chest and nipples. We should cover this dude up with neoprene. They phenomenally should, and California surfers in particular, or American surfers, I'll say, coming into summer, but it's still cold. I will die on this hill. Nothing is more luxurious than a two millimeter wetsuit. Buell has a two millimeter short sleeve that is the perfect, you will wear that suit for six weeks, five weeks. It'll be worth every penny. And if you can save 25% off that thing, I don't know why everyone is not lining up. Everyone should line, just throw it in the box, buy it today. A two millimeter short sleeve Buell is the perfect suit for the next 
four and a half weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I keep reducing the amount of time. <laughs> um, so the good news is they don't even have to line up. They could just go online and get it done today. There's no waiting in lines like at Surf Ranch. BuellSurf.com, 25% off by using BuellGrit25. Uh, I paddled out in a two mil the other day. Two, two mil is the luxury of all luxuries. It is. It is so good. You move like you're out of a wetsuit, except you're in a wetsuit. Yep, no question about it. BuellSurf.com. Thank you, Buell, for sponsoring Barrel or Naw. And as I alluded to, the entire Barrel or Naw today comes from Eric Logan's Instagram account. So the first question is, Barrel or Naw, making fun of the non-elites. Here we go. There's, you know, there's a lot of conjecture about Surf Ranch. We can't hide from it. Um, but the surfers love it. Where it's like maybe the only people who are angry are the ones who can't surf Surf Ranch, possibly. And so, first of all, the surfers love Surf Ranch, is what he said. Which I don't think that. <laughs> go ahead and talk to Jordy about it. Talk to Jeremy Flores about it. Talk to anybody about it. I don't think that's true. I've, but secondly, what true. he said is the only people upset about Surf Ranch are those who can't surf it. They charge $80,000 a day to surf it. So I would say 99.9% .9 of human beings, Eric, cannot surf it. Barrel or not, making fun of the non-elites. So I'm just going to leave this here. I'll give you the video. I'll send it. Somebody sent me a video of Eric Logan surfing Surf Ranch. He wiggled down the line, wiggled and wiggled. Did you see this one? Yeah. And he wiggled, and he wiggled. There was no barrel. There was no top turn. There was wiggling. And then as the wave barreled to its end with, he, with him out in front still, he plugged his nose and jumped off his surfboard I, into the water. I know. Again, let me repeat, plugged his nose and jumped with his fingers. He went and pinched his nose with his fingers. That jumped off into the water. So and it was a silly dismount too. I mean, so that's what I say about Eric Logan talking about performance at Surf Ranch. Yeah. Which there was never a barrel. Barrel or not, plugging your nose when jumping into the water. <laughs> no. Even if you're gonna get like your brain infected, you don't do it. You just I mean, take your brain infection. It's crazy. But literally saying the only people mad about Surf Ranch are those who can't surf it is offensive. I mean, I mean it, he can't surf it. It's insane. And I'm not, I'm actually it, not offended by it at all, but it's asinine to say when everybody who knows the sport better than you know, it has legitimate complaints about what is, you know, about the event being there. And then you go, no, they don't know anything. They're just jealous. They can't surf it. And it's $80,000. That's like saying, making fun of people who can't eat at the French laundry. It's like somebody driving a Ferrari or a Lambo saying, all you peasants, you're just mad because you can't drive a Lambo. It's incredibly elitist to say. I mean, he is the he is the boob of all boobs. And again, I hope he sticks around for a long time because yeah. we're lucky to have him. Okay. Well, barrel or non number two. Bar no barrel. All right. Barrel or non number two. Posting a video and voiceover of your travel diary on Instagram. Just getting caught up from a great trip in Australia. Always fun to travel and meet our championship tour surfers and 
You never know who you'll run into at an airport. But before we went to Margaret River, had a chance to stop by Rottnest Island and I got a helicopter ride right out of Perth. It was gorgeous. And uh, to fly over and see Strickland Bay where we ran the championship tour at Rottnest Island and WA was great. And of course, always got to get the selfie with the quokka. Of course. Always got to get the selfie. He's a 50-something-year-old man. Uh, let's assume... Okay, so there's two ways this goes, right? Let's assume, one, that he is having a WSL intern package these for him. He is sending his raw videos, like to a WSL video intern and saying, and then the video intern like puts them together and say, okay, we need some voiceover. I'd love you to say this. So then Eric does it. There's that, which is offensive at every level. Somehow more offensive is a 50 year old something man spending the amount of time that it would take to film and cut those videos, right? Like, this is not a app. This is not a, we're going to show your pictures in a video. You're going to speak over them and we're going to post them directly to Instagram. This took that video. And of course you got the selfies with the quokka. That video took Eric Logan, Eric Logan, the chief executive officer of the World Surf League, ostensibly with other things to do. I'm going to say that video took him and you weigh in here one and a half hours. Yeah. Totally. He and- So he spent an hour and a half making a personal video for his personal social media that had nothing to do with absolutely anything except somehow to give strokes to Eric Logan. There was a narrative. Hour and a half. There was a narrative arc. It was like, man, the best thing about traveling, well, of course, after running into friends of yours at the airport is when you're and it's like so then he's got photos of him and his friends at the airport and then the end of it is of course taking a selfie with a quokka there's a full arc to the story that he had to script have the photos for think about and then by the way the voiceover is professionally delivered it wasn't just reading it so so again him sending his video pack highlight package of his trip to a overworked intern and saying hey i need this that's really awkward him doing it himself is way more awkward. Yeah. And I got to think he did it for himself. He's doing it himself for sure. Yeah. I mean, which hour and a half well, he spent. So he spent time, time and energy and capital doing that. So putting your uh, travel diary on Instagram, going gnaw on that one. Yeah. Voice, voice <laughs> overing your own travel diary. The final barrel or not is obvious and it came early in the show, but wearing a t-shirt of your favorite surfer's chest tattoo. Philippe Toledo has got the most insane chest tattoo. So I just had this shirt made. He's over doing an interview right now. So now I'm gonna walk over, gonna record him seeing this for the first time. So check it out. Go on, look at this guy, look at this guy. Take your shirt off. Oh, this is good. Oh, I gotta get it done, right? Okay. Oh, you're looking fit. <laughs> I, think you're, yeah. I will present the trophy in the shirt. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll see you up there then. <laughs> his song selection, too. 
his stifled giggle plus the song selection. Yeah. But his, like, I got this shirt, man. We're going to go show it to him for the first time. I mean, dude, like what in the world is he doing? I mean, I, I've, I feel like at times we've spent a little too much time discussing him and we got to divert. Like, I want to like, no, diversify the show. This is is a peak moment. It is a peak moment. And honestly, this week was peak levels. And I just feel like when we look back at this time in surfing for posterity's sake, if they come back, just like you and I can go back to 1986, open a magazine from 1986, we can get a cross section of what was happening in the surf world at that time. Like what was surf culture? How did it become surf culture? Who was influencing what? This is an important time in surfing where the freaking Titanic is going down. The, I'm curious about, again, I don't know if this is verified because it came from a, obviously didn't come from a World Surf League account, but I think I've talked about it on the show before. When backward Finn Beth, after she got fired, I got a fiery email from somebody claiming that she was backward Finn Beth. I don't know that it was. I don't know why somebody would take the time to write me a fake email from backward Finn Beth unless they were hoping I was going to post it and uh, whatever, but I, doesn't seem the energy it seemed like it might have been her so i am curious to see the email that i get from eric logan when he gets booted out and or the thing sinks yeah look i think eric is smart i think he knows he's not he's well, not hear me out i think that hear me he's out. an idiot hear me out i think he's smart and that he knows so much of what we're discussing is true and that the WSL could be doing X, Y, and Z and it would be better. But I think that his role as CEO is to service the interests of Dirk and Natasha and to deflect any of the negative feedback that comes from our world. So their objective is not to run the best surfers and the best waves in the world. Their objective is not to even progress professional it's to service surfing. a billionaire. What? Is to service a billionaire. I mean, I so hear his, you. So yeah, to... they're, but they their objective specifically is to have this woke kind of ideology that they want to use the WSL as a megaphone to promote. And so Eric fully, he's again, he's smart. So he understands that. And he wants a seat at the billionaire's table and to be able to get invited to cocktail parties. So he's going to do their bidding. And then when the surf world squawks, he goes, peasants, look away. Look at here. I'm going to do a song and dance to distract you because you're all that the, dumb. The The problem is with this, I hear what you're saying and I would maybe buy it if he didn't have a, the most embarrassing Instagram account I've ever seen in my life that doesn't stop that. But that like he's, all, but, he also has ego. So he, that's all ego. That's him trying to, he thinks he's a teen. Be a cool guy. Yeah, be a cool guy. The way that yeah. teenagers are cool guys. And it clearly matters to him to have uh, Kelly's approval, to have these people sure. kind of like think that he's cool. And it matters so to- he's trying to do that with Felipe to try to be buddy, buddy with Felipe, but he's so socially awkward. He doesn't know that Felipe's cringing at him. But it mat- And it matters to, at some level though, what you're forgetting in this thing this matters to Dirk Ziff and Natasha too. And so they like to be buddies with Kelly. You know, they like to, oh, there's hate, you know, like Dirk Ziff when he has ever opened his mouth, just like rage pours out at the surf fam, right? Like he hates, hates you listener. He hates you. 
He hates everything. He wants it to be his Malibu world of where I hang out with Kelly and Steph and uh, whatever. Who's the jailed rapist producer? Oh, Harvey. Or Harvey Weinstein. There's a photograph. For listeners who don't know, there's a photograph that exists with all of them with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. But, but he, so he thinks what I'm in this, you know, we're in this little gilded cage, but this kind of thing breaks the gilded cage. When he has his billionaire friends call him up and say, Oh, Dirk, I read about this mess at Surf Ranch. Tell me about this. He's so Eric is not doing his job for him right there. Right? Like this is, this blowback is hitting Dirk at this point. Correct. And Dirk's going to say, like, what is going on, Eric? You, like, sort this out, which is where I think the letter came from. Yes, correct. Uh, of Dirk saying, you sort it out. Then Eric's imbecilic letter caused more blowback. Yeah. And so that's why I think Dirk is like, but Dirk's an imbecile too, I'm going to say. Dirk is an well, imbecile billionaire. Look at what billionaires are today. Let's be honest. Let's just talk about Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and and zuckerberg look at how foolish and idiotic they all look like bezos on his dumbass yacht with his wife uh, as the or whatever yeah. a fair girl as his Mask. as the girl on the or front of the yacht yeah. Yeah, yeah zuckerberg like doing jujitsu and talking about how he likes extreme sport like stuff uh elon whatever right like if people are elon fans then fine but like the dude but He's just unhinged and weird too. Like a, I mean, if you look into the Elon files, right? He just likes to go to weird sex, European sex parties and stuff. Like our billionaire class is rotted to the core. This is Dirk's class. Like this is, so Dirk is an idiot who is not being as embarrassing as these guys. And I guess he has Eric Logan and as his embarrassing golem. That's exactly maybe where things go off the cliff is Eric Logan not being able to deflect and to not being able to promote the positive noise, the wall of positive noise anymore. And the negative feedback piercing through it might be the final straw. I mean, that's what I feel. He like, this was a failure beyond failure for him. Yeah. There's one other um, rich person (laughs) whose name you did not mention in that mix. I like turtles. (laughs) But I guess he's not officially a billionaire, so he doesn't qualify. Um, And despite Eric Logan's horrendous taste in music that associates, that he uh, puts on all of his Instagram accounts, um, there's one song that we should go out on today's show with just just a banger to cleanse our palate from Eric Logan's awful music taste. So, cue Lazarus. Goodbye, horses. All right, well, hey. Such a great song. uh, That was a vitriolic show. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, listeners. I was hoping we'd feel purged of the week's kind of nonsense by just getting it out, and I don't. I feel more worked up now than I did at all throughout the whole week. It's because it's ongoing. This is not, there's, there's no end to this yet. Like, I, I'm happy that El Salvador comes so quick. Uh, I am frustrated, like Dave Prodan's head in the sand. Dave Prodan is a company man beyond company man is really annoying because I know Dave and I would love for Dave to be able to just speak to this at some level intelligently because I think Dave could. And the fact that he doesn't makes me think, oh my goodness, you don't care either. Well, Nobody cares. Yeah, and the problem again is 
eroding all of their fan base. Like we shared so many listeners with them for years and years. All those listeners don't listen to the lineup anymore. The feedback that I get online from, they're like, no, I stopped listening to that a year or two ago or whatever it is. Yeah. And then again, focusing on Caitlyn Simmers, it's like you guys did a disservice to Caitlyn Simmers by botching the entire event, you know? So Caitlyn showed up, surfed her heart out, and you're the only one talking about it. Otherwise, all of us would have been talking about it because your failures are so uh, tremendous. Ridiculous, but I'm happy to be here for it. All right, well, we'll be back next week. Uh, Vayer Watches, thanks for being with us. Of course, uh, athleticgreens.com slash surf and Buell for keeping us wrapped in neoprene every week. All right, Chaz, until next week. Bon voyage.
And don't forget to post your job for free at linkedin.com slash surf. That's linkedin.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.